Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 146 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I am your host and humble guide, Keela Cash. Thank you so much for joining me as week 146 of WrestleTopia gets underway. Happy Tuesday morning, afternoon, and evening to you all as another busy week in the worlds of WWE and AEW gets underway. And last night was Monday Night Raw going down live from the Mohegan Sun Arena in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. And I've got to say that Wilkes-Barre, with all due respect, to quote MJF, was pretty damn mid last night in terms of crowd reactions this crowd was dry this was a bone dry crowd in terms of reactions for the majority of the show and it gave me vibes to a very infamous episode of Monday Night Raw three years ago live from the Cajun Dome in Louisiana the show was so dry that WWE shaded the fans on social media asking why they were so dry so when you get that reaction from the social media team repping WWE you got problems but the fandom they read this crowd last night for filth and deservedly so now some fans in the building tried to stand up for themselves saying we tried we tried to give our faves their pops but it was a losing effort because it was a struggle for three hours and the last half hour of Monday Night Raw was the trippiest mindfuck of the year and I've seen a lot in professional wrestling in 2022 to last a lifetime in kayfabe and reality so the booking definitely threw me for a loop this was by far the most questionable booking of Paul Levesque's tenure as head of creative so far in WWE some of it I understand other aspects not so much but let's dive into the very end of Monday Night Raw with U.S. champion Seth Rollins coming out to issue an open challenge for his championship. And Mustafa Ali initially answers the call, but he's attacked by Bobby Lashley because Bobby's pissed off about losing to Brock Lesnar at Crown Jewel this past Saturday in Saudi Arabia. And he's miffed that Seth cost him the U.S. title four weeks ago on Monday Night Raw. He wants his rematch right then and there. And he proceeds to beat up Ali one more time for good measure by tossing him over some crates backstage. So we come back from commercial and Bobby makes his way down to the ring and Seth is a little afraid of what's going to happen. And it should be noted that Seth cut a total babyface promo, being proud to be a part of WWE for the last 10 years, embracing the cheering and the singing from the pretty so-so crowd. So Bobby comes out and he immediately goes after Seth Rollins. He beats his ass from pillar to post against the barricade into the still step into the ring post and ultimately he delivers a spine buster to Seth through the announce table with a lot of security and officials coming out to break up this fight as we go to commercial break before we go though Austin Theory comes out with his Mr. Money in the Bank briefcase for reasons now we kind of broke the rules for this briefcase recently when Theory popped up on NXT to possibly cash in on the NXT champion post Halloween Havoc that did not happen so he uses his briefcase to cash in on Seth Rollins and Seth is down and out but he wheels himself up to fight Theory to maintain his championship run but he eats a pedigree by Theory for a near fall Rollins responds with the power bomb followed by some forearm strikes to the front and back of Theory's neck before going for the curb stomp but Theory blocks it and lands the A-Town down for the win but Bobby Lashley returns and pulls the referee out of the ring and proceeds to beat up Theory by throwing him ribs first into the ring post over and over again beats his ass and 
and now Theory's down and out, and Rollins is down and out in the ring. The referee gets back in the ring to start a 10 count, and Theory, by the grace of the Lord above, gets back in the ring before the count of 10, but Seth immediately lands a curb stop on Theory to retain the U.S. Championship after all of that. 20 minutes of absolute insanity, but Seth walks out as U.S. Champion as Monday Night Raw goes off the air. I cannot believe any of this, and there are some loopholes we ought to discuss. First off, Theory, my love, you are Mr. Money in the Bank. However, this was an open challenge for the U.S. title. There was no need for you to cash in your briefcase during an open challenge. Flaw number two, who knew that the purpose of the Money in the Bank briefcase could be interchangeable for any title? Intercontinental, apparently, U.S. Championship, NXT title, the Undisputed Universal Championship, and maybe tag team titles as well. All titles are apparently up for grabs if you are Mr. Money in the Bank. Who knew that the rules change so infrequently regarding what you can use that briefcase for? And theory is now done as being Mr. Money in the Bank. It's a wrap. And I'm confused as to why it ended on this night in this way. Triple H must have felt like, listen, he was not my pick. I like Theory, but I'm slow rolling his push a bit. And we're going to kill off Money in the Bank until next year to do it properly, presumably at WrestleMania to kill off the concept pay-per-views that only happen for the sake of the day of the month. So we'll see how this all goes. But the mystery of a cash-in is gone. Definitely a choice. And the way to get there was baffling because once again, it was an open challenge for the U.S. title, no need to cash in. Bobby Lashley, a heel apparently, and that's okay because I'm happy that WWE realized that Seth Rollins is getting over as a babyface. He's been getting over as a face for a while now, and the fans embrace him. They sing his song. They cheer for him. They love him, and I'm glad he's leaning into that, and Triple H is not ignoring it by saying, let's press on with him being a heel. The only caveat I have is there's a back pocket feud with Cody Rose to explore sometime next year. Let's not forget Seth took that man out with a sledgehammer to the torn pack. That's something that a guy does not forget when you're rehabbing from an injury in storyline. That could be played up at the Warrior Rumble at WrestleMania or post-Mania season. It depends how WWE wants to play it because you can't let that thread hang. I know that Seth is hot right now, but that's a key storyline heading into next year. They got to look back into because he just can't get away with wounding Cody Rhodes like that and not answer for it eventually. So that's something that WWE has to play into in the months to come, which I'm looking forward to in terms of execution and payoff. And I'm glad that WWE decided to pivot away from Mustafa Ali and Seth Rollins for now because of crowd reactions. The fans love Seth more than Ali right now. Ali will have his time to shine when he's built up properly as a babyface. And maybe he and Seth can work together against Bobby and Theory in the weeks to come. Why not? Because it would get them both over as baby faces in the process to rub off of each other in terms of getting the desired reaction from the fans at long last. And granted, they weren't going to get that last night in Wilkes-Barre, but I digress on all of that. But one more note to mention on the Bobby Lashley heel turn front. I get the sneaky suspicion that we're going to reunite the Hurt Business very soon. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander lost to Baron Corbin and Austin Theory respectively during last night's show. Bobby lost to Brock Lesnar in very sneaky fashion at Crown Jewel this past Saturday. Still miffed about that loss. And Omos lost to Braun Strowman. And I have noticed the wardrobe level up in terms of suits and ring gear. And we know 
that her business were the sharpest faction outside of Legado de Fantasma and WWE over the last couple of years. If you bring MVP and the crew back together, I am going to love every moment of this. A faction that never should have broken up over a year ago. But a crazy old man had other ideas. And hopefully Paul Levesque reunites the Hurt Business in due time to give us the faction we deserve on Monday nights, feuding with the Bloodline, the New Day, Legato, Imperium, all the goodies across both brands. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And despite the clusterfuck nature of the last half an hour of Monday Night Raw, many things were accomplished. Seth freaking Rollins is back to being a babyface. Check. Austin Theory is no longer Mr. Money in the Bank. Check. Bobby Lashley's a heel once again, check. All things are good and kind of questionable at the same time. But Bobby Lashley choking out Fury with the hurt lock and basically ending his hopes and dreams of being a champion and Mr. Money in the Bank was quite symbolic in a lot of ways. So we'll see where WWE goes with Theory. It's quite the fall and the booking was definitely a choice. It was an open challenge and he used his briefcase anyway for reasons we will never fully understand. On the plus side, Lashley is realigned as a heel. Hurt Business could be back imminently and Seth Rollins is back to being the babyface he's meant to be for the first time in three years. So all in all, despite the insanity, this was a fun and kooky way to end Monday Night Raw last night on USA. Now let's move a bit further back to Johnny Gogano versus The Miz. This match was fine crowd was dry which was the common theme of the night but I thought the Miz and Gagano put on a pretty good match for the most part the chemistry was on point and the Miz gave Gagano a fight Gagano landed that nice lawn dart spear to the Miz through the ropes for a near fall the Miz counters at a short time later with a knee strike mid move for a near fall as well and Johnny fights out of the skull crushing finale goes for a super kick that Miz kicks out of we have some dives on the outside by Johnny wrestling the lands to pay on the Miz against the announced table but Towards the end of this match, as Johnny was going for his DDT finisher, The Miz pretends to get dragged underneath the ring by Dexter Lumis. He comes back out with a piece of the turnbuckle in his hand, and he knocks out Johnny Wrestling behind the referee's back and scores the very tainted victory a short time later. And it should be noted that Johnny Wrestling exposed The Miz once again before the match by using a universal remote control to play some footage of The Miz being sickly recorded by a private investigator who posed as a reporter as they got dirt on The Miz, paying off Dexter Lumis to stalk him and he stopped the payments when he ran out of usefulness for Loomis a few weeks later and Loomis attacks Miz from behind with a steel chair he gets ran down by security as he hops the barricade once again as this never ending feud must continue may Loomis score a contract with WWE in storyline please God in this feud because I'm getting irritated despite the comedic stylings of Johnny Gagano over the last couple of weeks or so which has redeemed this feud in my eyes by a teensy wincy little bit next up was Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke for the 24-7 championship but this was a quick match no heat Nikki wins with a net breaker on Dana Brooke and after the match is over she throws away the 24-7 championship she misses the trash can but the move is incredibly symbolic of this championship possibly being dead after three years and may it rest in peace with R-Truth being by far the best 24-7 champion ever. Next up is Shelton Benjamin versus then Mr. Money in the Bank, Austin Theory. This match was okay with zero crowd heat as Benjamin lands a German suplex on Theory for a near fall. Benjamin goes for an avalanche suplex, but Theory is going to poke him in the eye and land the A-Town down for the win. And this was just all right, a precursor for Theory's night turning out to be pretty damn bad when it was all said and done. Next up was Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Oscar 
Alaska calling out damage control. Damage control comes out and Dakota Kai notes that you have not pinned Bailey decisively. She's pinned you twice in the last month or so. And you've only beaten her by climbing a ladder to grab your championship and by being the last woman standing at Crown Jewel this past Saturday. So you have a lot more to prove to us before you can say you're truly the EST. And it should be noted when Alexa Bliss was coming out, you could see the Bray Wyatt logo in the background on the big screen. She's turning imminently, and I don't think she's going to be a part of Team Belair at War Games as Belair wants to turn up things heading into Survivor Series in a few weeks' time in Boston. We get an awesome promo exchange between Io Sky and Asuka. They're basically cursing each other out in Japanese. Asuka's going off. The crowd finally comes to life as Io calls Asuka a bitch and Asuka delivers a palm strike to EO Sky. The fight is on until Nikki Cross evens the odds for damage control and she goes after Bel Air and it's a brawl from there with damage control standing tall by the end of the segment. We got three spots to fill for this five-on-five match at Survivor Series. Team Bel Air versus Team Damage Control at War Games. It's going to be a battle. Need one spot to fill for Team Bailey, two spots for Team Bel Air, maybe three if Asuka loses Alexa Bliss's attack, Team Partner, which is imminent, depending on how Bray Wyatt plays it on SmackDown over the next few weeks or so. Next up was Otis versus Elias. His match was okay, lacked crowd heat. At one point, Elias tries to lift up Otis. Does not work. Otis lands right on top of him for a near fall. A slight distraction by Chad Gable enables Otis to pick up Elias for the World's Strongest Slam to pick up the win as Alpha Academy get back on the winning track after the trick or treat fight involving Otis and Matt Riddle last Monday during the Halloween edition of Monday Night Raw. Next up was supposed to be an open challenge for Seth Rollins' U.S. Championship, but Finn Balor from Judgment Day comes out alongside Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio, and he tells Seth, you cost me gold a year ago, and now it's my turn to cost you your championship gold tonight. Before the match is made official, we get the OC coming out in the form of AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carl Anderson. And AJ notes that for the last few weeks, it's been four on three. It's been a real problem, but the problem has been solved via the return of Mia Yim, who attacks Rhea Ripley from behind, whips her ass with a kendo stick before tossing over the barricade for a good measure. The OC go at it against Judgment Day. Seth Rollins slinks out the ring because he says, this ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm out. And it's a very fun brawl. The highlight was Dominic Mysterio going off top only for Styles to catch him with a style. Styles clash in midair for a crowd popping response with a few crowd pops from this show last night as the OC takes the judgment day and finally have a good day with the numbers advantage even for a change with Mia Yim joining the OC it's great to see Mia Yim back in WWE I choose to forget everything she ever did in retribution as reckoning no 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 let's treasure her time in NXT prior to the main roster call up over a year ago and here's hoping the booking supports her better this time around because she's definitely talented on the plus side she gets to renew her beef with Shelter Benjamin every day on Twitter, which is always a treat because they love each other despite their playful brother-sister shady relationship on social media that plays out on the daily. Next up is... Baron Corbin versus Cedric Alexander. Another quick match. JBL cuts a pre-match promo. I don't care. His wide leg pants are back. And I just laugh at this point. And Corbin needs a neuralizer by Cedric. As Cedric goes for a spear through the ropes, he gets caught within a days 
for the victory. And this was a fine win for Baron Corbin. But as I keep saying, he and JBL have no chemistry together as a duo. I'm not feeling it right now. And I prefer broke-ass Baron Corbin. Please come back, lose your money, redeem yourself, and be a babyface because that will be your ticket to success long-term in WWE. And now it's time to jump to the very beginning of last night's show involving the New Day and the Usos. This promo exchange was awesome, but the fans in Wilkes-Barre did not give a shit. And that bothered me because these guys were speaking from the heart, from their gut, from their chest. And I loved it because the Usos were very proud to retain their tag team titles against the Brawling Brutes this past Saturday at Crown Jewel. And they noted how Roman Reigns smashed Logan Paul in a great match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And now they turn their focus on it this Friday Smackdown on Fox, where they will face their old rivals a new day for the undisputed titles and for the record of being the longest reigning WWE tag team champs of all time. The New Day come out to say, listen, you're not there yet. You're chasing us. And that is a spot that we're very happy to be in because right now we are the standard. We are the record. We are the excellence you chase. And the Uso says, listen, we respect you guys. Longest reigning tag team champions of all time. One of the greatest to ever do it, but you're second best to us. And Xavier Woods cuts this really strong promo about how we had to work our way from the bottom to the top. You had privilege and you had your family name on your side, your dad, your uncles, your cousins, always having your back when need be to guide you along this journey. We had ourselves. We're first generation stars. What, your second, third gen solos back there riding the coattails of your success as well? We know the struggle of how to make it to the top, the pressure to be in this position, to be the very best. And Jimmy and Jay says, listen, the pressure we had to endure because of who our family was of what they wanted out of us and how we had to be better than them in every way. We are day one all day together. One of the greatest to ever do it. And Xavier claps back by saying pressure. You want to talk about pressure. Pressure is being afraid of sitting and catering all day and losing your job. Pressure is launching a YouTube channel up, up, down, down, praying that somebody notices you. Pressure is fighting back when people say New Day sucks and to become one of the greatest tag team champions to ever do it from the roots up. That's pressure to be the very best to be noticed to work hard to reach the top of this industry as a tag team to change the game for all of us and Jay pipes in once again saying well that's great and all but let's not forget what we did for Kofi Kingston three years ago we forfeited our spot in a gauntlet match that cleared the way for Kofi Mania at Wrestlemania and gave him that Wrestlemania moment by becoming WWE champion without us that would not happen his kids would not be in the ring celebrating with him with their t-shirts and titles in tow. No, 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 no. We gave you that moment, Kofi. So why don't you go home to your kids on Friday, forget this match, forfeit the record to us and call it a day. And Kofi says, no, I would never do that. What kind of father and husband would I be just giving you the record out of the blue? And besides, I had to fight for everything I have in WWE. When we were together as a New Day eight years ago, we were struggling we're saddled being the happy, clapping, preaching superstars of WWE. Nobody took us seriously. We got booed at WrestleMania, but we came back stronger and better than ever. So I'm not going to back down now and give you something that doesn't belong to you. You got to earn it. And as a serious conversation is going on and the fans in wilkes are just sitting on their hands, not really giving a shit, which is very unfortunate. Matt Riddle comes out and the vibe is already dead. It's completely killed by Riddle, which is fucking bongos. It's just so tone deaf and dumb. He wants Xavier Woods, Kofi, and the Usos hit the bong. 
and some of them do and others do not such as James's fuck this bong and then Riddle tries to steal Sammy's line by saying are you not Usi enough no leave the Usiness to Sammy Zayn and Sammy Zayn alone but this does lead to a six person tag involving the New Day and Matt Riddle versus the Usos and the match was good for what it was crowd was dry until the last few minutes but the promo exchange prior to this match between the New Day and the Usos were so good if it took place in Brooklyn, NYC at MSG, LA, Chicago, Philly, maybe Boston, the fans would care a bit more. I don't know what was happening in Wilkes-Barre last night. They didn't care. And this was the top of the fucking show when you should be the most excited. This promo did so much to hype up New Day, Usos, undisputed title, record on the line for being the longest reigning tag team champs of all time going down this Friday on SmackDown, hopefully in front of a hotter crowd that gives a shit. And then Riddle comes out to just piss over this moment and the crowd is already dry. So it just made a dry segment worse despite the great content from the Usos and the New Day on the mic, which leads to our six-man tag team match involving the New Day and Riddle versus the Usos and Solo Sequoia. And this match was all right. For the time they were given, a lot of heat was on the baby faces throughout the commercial break as the Usos worked over Kofi Kingston until Matt Riddle makes a high tag and lands T-bone suplexes and running setons on two both members of the Usos at one point as the crowd somewhat comes alive for the action down the stretch as he lands a powerbomb and a knee strike on Jay for a near fall as well. Jay comes back with a super kick and net breaker on Riddle for two. Riddle catches Jay in a triangle, but Jimmy has tagged himself into this match and has a splash. On Riddle for two, Woods breaks up the cover. And as he goes after Solo, Solo sends him over the announce table in a gnarly spot. Kofi tries to go after Solo as well. But Kofi is slammed into the still steps by Solo a short time later. Matt Riddle fires back with a floating bro to Solo on the outside. He drops Jimmy with a draping DDT, goes for an RKO and lands it for the win. But unbeknownst to him, Solo has a blind tag and he hits a spitting Solo on Riddle to get the win for the Usos as the bloodline stands tall to wrap up the very long opening segment of Monday Night Raw with very little heat from the Wilkes-Barre crowd. And this was Monday Night Raw. It was a decent show, but the crowd heat was lacking. And I can't blame the quality of the show for that. There was effort to make people care about this unified tag team title match on SmackDown with the record at stake, with the New Day being the longest reigning champs. At 483 days, that record will be broken most likely by the Usos when it's all said and done Friday night. And I thought the promo work to build up this match was big, but the crowd did not care, did not get it. I'm not blaming the entire fandom because they tried last night in some pockets, but Lord, this was a struggle to get through. And we need better crowds heading into Survivor Series in a few weeks time on Peacock. Overall, decent show, not great. Dry crowd did not help. Made this a very long night at the office for me as a fan and as a reviewer of this show every single week right here on WST. And on that note, this wraps up episode number 146 of The Raw Verdict, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's flagship show, Monday Night Raw. I hope you enjoyed it as always. You can follow me on social media at Lady Wrestling X on Twitter and on Instagram at Receptopia. They can find me tweeting and gramming about these podcast shows that drop on the semi daily recapping Monday Night Raw, NXT, AEW Dynamite, Friday Night SmackDown, and AEW Rampage on T. You know what to do, so dress up Topia and follow me on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn plus Amazon Alexa and Spotify. I'll be back tomorrow morning with episode number 93 of the NXT Nightcap, recapping the highs and lows from WWE's developmental brand. Until then, enjoy your Tuesday. Stay safe out there and don't forget to wash those hands. See you later, boys and girls. Take care.